This is Sam. And this is Kareen, and we are two Octucks. In this week's episode, we will be discussing chimeric antigen receptor modified T cell or CAR T immunotherapy, and we'll go over all the important details on what it is, how it works, when it is used, and key toxicities. Definitely. So this is a super cool, exciting new, new-ish now field in malignant hematology. This was actually coming out when we started our training. I remember there was a grand rounds about this in my fellow or my residency before I started fellowship, and I thought this is exciting. Um, and so, tell us what CAR T is at its basics. So CAR T cells are a form of genetically modified autologous immunotherapy. So basically, it uses the individual's own T lymphocytes, which are modified with a gene that encodes a chimeric antigen receptor to direct the patient's T cells against the cancer cells. The cells are genetically modified ex vivo, expanded in a production facility, and then infused back into the patient as a form of treatment. So in simplified terms, you modify the genes uh, for a receptor in someone's own T cells in a lab. And then you infuse them back into the patient so that they can find and destroy the proteins called antigens on these cancer cells. And the receptors on these T cells are called chimeric antigen receptors or CAR. And this helps the T cells attach to the specific cancer cell antigens. And so, for example, in cancers like leukemia and lymphoma that express CD19, the receptors are modified to attach to the CD19 antigen, so it will only work against cancers that express CD19. Great. That was an awesome overview. Um, I can, I feel like I can visualize it after you explain it. And so this is really exciting targeted immunotherapy that was breaking waves, like I said, in the past few years, but does it always work? Not always. You can have target loss, loss of CAR T cell, persistence, ineffective cells. So many studies are underway to understand mechanisms of resistance and relapse. Good. And so what is the process of CAR T cell therapy? How do we make these CAR T cells? First, you collect a patient's white blood cells through leukapheresis. So the white blood cells are separated out and the blood is infused back through the body. Sometimes during this process, the blood calcium levels can drop during leukapheresis, and this can cause numbness and tingling or muscle spasms, and you may need to replace the calcium. And then after the white blood cells are removed, the T cells are separated, sent to the lab, and altered by adding the gene for the specific chimeric antigen receptor. They are then grown and multiplied in the lab, which can take several weeks. And then once enough CAR T cells have been made, they are then infused back into the patient. And then before the infusion, chemotherapy may be given to help lower the number of other immune cells. And then the CAR T cells can start binding to cancer cells and destroy them. Awesome. So when I was in training, one of the hematologists I worked with explained we give chemotherapy before the CAR T to make room. Um, So you wipe out some of the immune cells to make room for the new modified CAR T cells. And so what are the types of CAR T cells that exist right now? In terms of the ones that are approved, some are anti-BCMA or B-cell maturation agent, which are expressed in multiple myeloma, and some are anti-CD19, which is expressed in some leukemias and lymphomas. And so specifically, the approvals right now are in ALL, refractory or relapsed follicular lymphoma, or large B-cell lymphomas. And what are the approved anti-CD19 types of CAR T-cells? These are all a mouthful, so please excuse my pronunciation. And so the first one that was approved is Tissa Gen Le Clucel, or Tissa Dash Cell, also known as Kimraya. 
And this was approved in ALL based on the Eliana study, and it led to the approval in August 2019. And there were 79 patients in the study with an overall survival of 55% at five years based on the latest update. And it was also approved in follicular lymphoma or large B-cell lymphoma in the relapse or refractory setting based on the Juliet trial. The second approved anti-CD19 CAR is a lysocaptogene Merilucel or liso-cell or Brianzi, and this is approved in large B-cell lymphoma, relapse or refractory. Then we have axicaptogene Silolucel or axi-cell or Yescarta, approved based on the Zuma-1 study in follicular lymphoma and large B-cell lymphoma. And then the last anti-CD19 CAR-T that's approved is Brexucaptogene autolucel or Brexu-cell, also known as T-Cartis. And this is approved in an ALL or mantle cell lymphoma in the relapse or refractory setting. And it's important to know that AxiCell and Brexucel use a CD28 co-stimulatory domain which predisposes them to a higher risk of cytokine release syndrome, as opposed to the 41BB co-stimulatory domain in TISA cell and LISO cell, which is why they have different toxicity profiles. And so what are the supportive care measures that we need to be aware of when we're treating patients undergoing CAR-T therapy? So you're going to pre-medicate with Tylenol and Benadryl 30 to 60 minutes before and avoid steroids as they may interfere with the activity. And patients may also need prophylactic antimicrobials for up to six months or longer after their CAR-T therapy. And antiviral and antifungal prophylaxis may also be considered. So we've done a lot of talking about what these agents are, what they target. And so once we actually are giving the CAR-T cells, how is that actually administered to our patients? So it's by infusion, and you want to make sure you have a certain number of viable T-cells per kilogram of body weight. So depending on the drug, it's it can be 0.5 to 2 times 10 to the 6 CAR-T positive viable T-cells per kilogram. Awesome. I don't think you guys will be tested on the nitty-gritty dosing of CAR T-cells, but it is something you want to note going into your hematology consult months, your BMT months, um, because that is something that you'll double-check the dose before you're administering this drug. And now let's skip to the side effects from CAR T-cells. So what do we need to know in ways of toxicity? So you definitely need to know about cytokine release syndrome. This is heavily tested. You also need to know about neurotoxicity, which can present as a change in consciousness, headaches, seizures. You need to know about HLH or hemagophagocytic lymphohistiocytosis. You know that you need to know that there can be hypogamma globulinemia and B cell aplasia, and sometimes IVIG is required. There can also be tumor lysis syndrome as well as neutropenic fever. I think knowing the toxicities is the most important thing going into your ITs and your boards because these are some of the heaviest tested um, questions surrounding CAR-T. And so tell me more about the symptoms of the cytokine release syndrome. So cytokine release syndrome can happen 1 to 14 days after the infusion and can last 1 to 10 days. All patients have a fever and it can be very high, up to 105 Fahrenheit. Patients can also have flu-like symptoms including nausea, diarrhea, myalgias can also evolve to capillary leak syndrome with hypotension and hypoxia, and IL-6 is thought to be a major mediator. It can be life-threatening, and the mortality is 3 to 10%. Definitely. Um, and now let's talk about how we treat the cytokine release syndrome. So it depends on the grade. Grade 1 is fever alone, and you can give tocilizumab, which is a monoclonal antibody against interleukin receptor 6, or IL-6R. 
And this is also given in grade two, which is when you have fever with hypotension, not requiring pressors. And then in, you can also consider steroids. And then in grade three, those are patients that are requiring pressors. Those will require a higher dose of steroids. And then finally in grade four, which is life-threatening, after two tocilizumab doses, you can consider alternate immunosuppressive agents. Definitely. And so how do we treat neurotoxicity related to CAR T-cells? So grade one neurotoxicity is when you have an altered level of consciousness, but you can still awaken spontaneously. And for those, you'll consider steroids and consider anti-seizure prophylaxis with Keppra. And grade two is when you have an altered loss of consciousness, but awaken to voice, and you will definitely do steroids for those. For grade three is when the patient is still arousable, has seizures, or raise intracranial pressure, and you will want to escalate the steroids and then also manage the cerebral edema if it's present. And then grade four is when you have life-threatening seizures, and this is a similar management to the grade three. These toxicities and the algorithms to treat them is extremely important to know, especially if you're taking care of CAR T-cell patients. This is things that you guys will be called about um, during your training when you're on call. You're going to have to know how to grade and how to treat accordingly. And also very important going into your heme ITEs and then also your board exams um, because these are very highly tested. This was an awesome overview. And so walk us through our key takeaways. So CAR T-cells are a form of genetically modified autologous immunotherapy, and basically it's using the individual's own T-lymphocytes, which are extracted by leukapheresis, then modified in a, in a lab with a gene that encodes a chimeric antigen receptor, expanded in the lab, then infused back into the patient, and the goal is to direct the patient's T-cells against the antigens on the cancer cells. And there are two main types of approved CAR-T, but many are being studied, and there's likely many approvals to come in the next few years. So against BCMA for multiple myeloma, you have Idacel and Siltacel. And then against CD19 for leukemia lymphoma, you have Tisacel, Axicel, Brexacel, and Lisocel. Make sure you know the key toxicities and treatments, especially cytokine release syndrome and neurotoxicity, because these are heavily tested. And for the treatment of cytokine release, you have tocilizumab, the anti-IL-6R monoclonal antibody. And then for severe cytokine release, you'll use steroids. And then also when you have neurotoxicity, uh, there should be a consideration for steroids. Great. Thanks so much for covering this topic. And so as always, guys, thank you for listening. Good luck with your board studying. Please feel free to reach out to us with any corrections or comments on our Instagram or our Twitter, 2OnkDocs. And if you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave us a review on our Apple Podcasts and have a great week.